welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome with me, Essil Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is the version of our podcast which looks back at a month in Zenial history. And this week, I've got December 1993. Oh, great. Ten years old. Yeah. Would remember this Christmas. Yeah. Do you remember Princess Diana bowing out of public life? <laughs> I, I thought of little else. <laughs> you do an assembly of it. <laughs> Sat on Santa's knee. I, I think. Um, I think. I think it's time Diana took her duties more seriously. <laughs> it's time, and he agreed with you. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, is that was that the big news of? Um, yes. December ninety three. Yeah. Um, I seem to have a vague recollection of it because I remember at the time that there was a lot of talk about what her role should be yeah post charles the the kind of the line that a lot of the newspapers were um specifically the chicago tribune <laughs> do you know what one thing i have learned since 2016 yeah is if you want to find out what's going on in britain read a foreign newspaper so actually i'm bang up for <laughs> yeah, this great <laughs> let's find out what chicago thought yeah um so yeah so she was withdrawn from public life to give her estranged husband, Prince Charles, an opportunity to step back onto centre stage and regain support for his role as future king. Right, okay. This doesn't sound like something Diana would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's a very good And, and that's, not, that's not me speaking ill of her either. This is just me thinking of her as the estranged wife. Why does she care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I remember from vaguely this period, but actually maybe happened later, was that she stopped being patron of a lot of charities and like whittled it down. Is that this? Yes. So okay. she made the announcement at a charity event, and apparently at the time she had like over a hundred charities that she was like patron. Isn't of. it weird what you remember? I remember this being in the news. It's so strange. I could tell you. I was in a Safeway car park, it was raining, and they said that Diana was quitting working for 100 charities, because I remember thinking, that's a lot of charities. Yes. Because I'm 10, and I can name Comic Relief, Children in Need, the one that the Catholics give money to, anyone that had a shop. Yeah. Then I'm then I'm running, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking 10 at best. Sure. The idea that Diana is patron of 100 charities. So she was at the Savoy. Did she announce it at a charity where she went, I'm sticking with you guys, though? Oh, I don't know. Because I feel like that's loaded. If you go, I'm quitting 100 charities. Number one, you. <laughs> First date on the tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Whoever's next in a diary are like, oh, no. <laughs> she was in the news a lot because of the divorce and stuff like yeah. this. And there was always rumours about affairs with, you know, Charles and with, with her. And... I, my understanding of it, kind of reading between the lines of, of different articles, was that it was a lot more to do with the fact that the press were just hounding her. Yeah. And it was making life very difficult, like, to work or go anywhere to yeah. do anything. Yeah. Um, so you'd want to withdraw maybe for a bit? Yes. Also, <laughs> right, 100 charities. Right, so you're patron of 100 charities. Right, in a year, there are 365 days. So assuming you don't assuming that you do nothing else all year like you've got basically three and a half days yes. per, per charity yeah mm. so what are you doing with your three and a half days per charity find them a dress you know put, put that in your shop do a speech <laughs> shake a tin because what's your attitude to 
charities. So like with me, I'll have an idea in my head of the, the ones I tend to support and there'll be random ones based on global events. Oh yeah, okay. Um, but then if like a, a really left field one asks me for money, I'm in my head I'm like, well, I'm already patron of, of these two. <laughs> like, what, I'm all... did you take over from Diana? Already... <laughs> <laughs> Too freed up. I feel like a patron. <laughs> I'm in some kind of weird raffle with a ambulance whales. Oh, the other... <laughs> One day you're getting a helicopter. Yes, and I'm saving no I, one. I, I would, I, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd definitely sign up for. There's a chance you might win a helicopter. <laughs> but it's yeah. So and also, how do you choose these charities? Like over a hundred. Yeah, a hundred. I, I would imagine she really cared about the first three or four through the door, and then. <laughs> oh, it's a bit like you know when you go on um, Amazon or on Spotify and stuff. People who bought this also bought this. Yes, yeah. That, that. So, yeah, maybe the first... I, I think the first, like, handful of ones she really cares about. Yeah. Then I think there's probably a middle chunk where she really, like, took her eye off the ball. Right. There must be some she doesn't know she's patron of. No. There must be, like, a local football team, a theatre somewhere. Yeah. Something really ropey. I reckon one of them... Richard Branson got her to become the yeah. patron of somehow. I think two of them are probably diametrically opposed. <laughs> She's probably got one for the homeless and one for landlords. <laughs> <laughs> also, statistically, one of them must be dodgy. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know. So I think first few charities we really care about. Second bunch of charities, yeah. Good on you. I'll, mm. I'll lend you my support, but I probably won't be there every day. Yeah. Then I think we have like the rump of charities where she doesn't even she doesn't know what's in those. Yeah. That's an absolute mishmash of charities. Yeah. Art galleries doing stuff that is beyond the pale. Uh, <laughs> they just have nice dues, right? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> a, a bunch of charities that just sent a good invite. <laughs> <laughs> then I think I'd, I'd like. Like eighty odd is mm. the charity where she decided enough is enough. Yeah. So there'll be one charity where she went that. Oh, I shouldn't have said yes to that. But mm. I can't take my name off yet. So there's probably I reckon eighty two. There's an absolute stinker, and then we get back to ones she actually cares about. Right. That is my guess for okay. how the Diana charities go. So it's the Marie Kondo approach to charities. Yeah. Oh yeah. At each charity, when she got rid of the charity, she had to pick up each charity and go. Does it bring me joy? <laughs> <laughs> and then she had to decide whether she binned the charity or gave it to someone else. Yes, or gave it to charity, took it to the charity shop. Like the inception of charities. <laughs> Turning up at scope and going like, can, can I give you yourselves? <laughs> oh my God. I think her sons have taken over some of them now. Now, yeah, yeah. not then. Oh, God, You're not no. getting a kid going like, we're going to Jurassic Park, and after that, you're in charge of Help the Aged. Good luck. <laughs> Just trying to get your family members to sponsor you for, like, a sponsored walk when you were eight years old. Oh, do you think she did that? Do you think she just went round Kensington Palace, knocking on... Because that's where all the... They all live in the courtyard, doesn't she? Yeah. I think she went door to door, and she was like, hi. <laughs> I've got a clipboard. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you could... 
take on a thing about racehorses, which I didn't even know I was looking after. <laughs> oh, man. Rabbits. I will... Who knew there was a rabbit? You would think that would be just in the RSPCA. It's, do, very, it's very specialist. Do them as a block. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> They're more put upon than yeah. cats. Um, you can yeah. take on cats or you can take on all the animal charities except cats. Oh, I'd be well up for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so then Andrew Morton, who wrote um, the book about Diana, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um, reported in the Sunday Times that she believes her husband is jealous of her public work and regards her as a nuisance. But again, from what I know of her... I would imagine that she would have just lent into that and made that her whole personality. Charity 101. <laughs> Fuck you, Charles. What's that? An architecture charity? Go on. Delicious. Turning up to an organic farming march. I'll be in charge of this if you like. <laughs> I'll take this one. Because I'm the kind of person as well, like... If I know someone's easy to wind up, I'm going to wind them up. And I imagine Charles is very easy to wind up. <laughs> she's she's somehow in charge of the Goon Show Preservation Society. <laughs> I still in on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> then um, he goes on to say... Bar- barber jackets aren't even a charity. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> So he says, um, she has made a graceful withdrawal. The stage is now empty for Prince Charles to do what he will. Prince Charles, what? Is that saying Prince Charles? Come on, 100 charities, step up. Can you imagine? It's like, oh God, really? Are we going to have to do this now? 100 charities. So what? The the space was free for Charles to step up into the public eye and replace Diana. Yeah, because she's getting too much attention. Understandably. I mean, even, even if she hadn't existed, I think they would have struggled to get, you know, tabloid column inches with him. Also, I mean, this didn't solve the problem, did it? Let's be honest. No, it didn't. This didn't solve it. No. And all, because, actually, like, by 1994, she was back doing... She was... She was with the Red Cross. She was... <laughs> <laughs> she, was she was dancing around uh, landmines. Like, she the like that's yeah. what that was. And Well, I always thought that was one of the ones she hung on to. Wasn't it? Like, genuinely, she did go... I'm keeping these ones, but I'm going to do them properly. Yeah. She so... basically went from GCSEs to A-levels. I'm doing three, and I'm going to actually know something. <laughs> it's got the air of someone, so like who comes to the end of the year and are so jaded by their life and their job. Yeah. Like, I, the, around this time of year, I'm always a bit like, oh, am I going to bother doing stand-up next year? It's that kind of attitude. Yeah. And then she, it says here, by November 1994, she said she wished to make a partial return. And that's like me being, yeah, I'll be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so she was in a capacity as the vice president of British Red Cross. She was interested in playing an important role for its 125th anniversary celebrations. This doesn't sound like the woman who's trying to give her husband, yeah. her ex-husband, yeah. more so the, the Red, Red Cross was the one that, that lured her back. That's a big yeah. one, though, isn't it? It is a big like, one. That is... Yeah. And apparently, yeah. then later, the Queen formally invited her to attend the anniversary celebrations of D-Day. Oh, okay. Which, which again, sounds very unlike the Queen. Because from what we remember of Diana's death, she she didn't seem that bothered. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I guess that's interesting, I think, with Diana's death. Well, that's what the film The Queen does very well, is go, here's what happens when someone tries to follow the rules when no one in the country wants to follow the rules. <laughs> I think that's Yeah, it. you like, look mad. There's, there's protocol here. And she's like, why aren't we doing the plan? She's basically... The Queen is my sat-nav right, yeah. when I try and drive to your house. <laughs> so I was going, why aren't you following the plan? Why aren't you following? And I'm going, because we followed the plan last time, remember? And look at you, and you're we- here. <laughs> we followed the plan last time. And that's why my car smells of fire when I go up hill these days. <laughs> now I'm just, I'm just thinking of the Queen reversing her car up a hill. <laughs> oh, but then obviously after that she did, did other things she in 1995 she visited japan um she visited oh, look, for the charity japan <laughs> I, I would happily be a patron of that charity love the place it's just because she, she went to japan and visited a children's hospital but it's a bit like like you go all that way and you're well you're just going to a hospital like when when i was in school we went on a choir trip mm. to Switzerland mm. and I don't think our teachers had organised any proper concerts what we would do was our teacher would take us into like a really important cathedral somewhere in Switzerland and make us sing until we were thrown out <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like that's what Diana was yeah. doing in Japan <laughs> just yeah. walking into a children's hospital until she was thrown out <laughs> Remember the computer game Doom? Yes, I do. Okay. I do remember Doom, yeah. So December the 10th. Yeah. Doom, the pioneering first-person shooter video game, was uploaded onto the internet by ID Software. I do remember it. I don't remember it being on the internet. I remember it being a CD that people could buy. Yes. I remember it was controversial. Mm, people it was. were horrified by it. The guy who'd been brought in as CEO to kind of manage all this, he believed that the mainstream press was uninterested in the game and bought only a single advert in any gaming magazine. Ooh. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, zero confidence in, in this in game. His game. <laughs> no one's interested in it. I would have thought, if you think no one's going to be interested in this game, you buy more than one advert. Yeah, I know. I, I think... I think he's misunderstood advertising <laughs> on its most fundamental level. Yeah, they're going to hate this. Let's make sure Let's they make see sure barely a... any adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, instead, he gave software retailers the option to sell copies of the first Doom episode at any price in the hope of motivating customers to buy the full game directly from ID. Gosh, so so it was like a demo. Yeah, so you, so you know demo, these yeah. days you can get demos on like Switch and stuff. Yeah. So my kids have Switch. And you can play like... I don't know, a level yeah. of Kirby or something. Love Kirby. Oh, it's great. I, I've always loved Kirby. <laughs> I was I was I was interested. Kirby on day one. Brilliant. Do you know what's lovely about this? Is when we were growing up, people thought that games like Doom would corrupt us. Yeah. Look at us now. We love Kirby. I was always about Kirby. <laughs> For the moment I first played Kirby, I went, This is the best game I've ever played. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And he's adorable. Yeah. <clears throat> what was it about someone who just eats anything in front of them that appealed to me? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see Kirby's over 40 health check. <laughs> oh, where would he put... You, 
you know when you have to have the monitor, where would you put it? What, on his arm? Yeah. Blood pressure monitor. He doesn't really have an arm. He's got like a little... <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's got like, you're right, he's got like a little... It'd have to go around like his waist. It's like a flipper, doesn't it? Yeah, he's like a flipper. What is he? I don't... Um, he's, he's like a sort of... Like pink mouth. There's like, not much more to him. Pink mouth with flippers. He's pink mouth with flippers. And they said it wouldn't work. I mean, if only the CEO of Doom had had the same confidence. Yes. <laughs> um, the team planned to release Doom the third quarter of 1993, but needed more time. By December, the team were working non-stop with several employees sleeping at the office. Taylor said that the work gave him such a rush that he would pass out from the intensity. Good grief. I think he's just tired. Yeah. He's not a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, ID only gave a single press preview to Computer Gaming World in June. But they got a glowing response. Uh, But it also released development updates to the public continuously throughout development. ID began receiving calls from people interested in the game or angry <laughs> that it had missed its planned release date as anticipation built over the year. Um, the development team uploaded the first episode to the internet, letting interested players distribute it for them. Amazing, because the internet was only about six people at this point. Mad, in isn't it? Yeah. 93. Yeah. I hadn't even heard of the internet. So then the team were unable to connect the FTP server at the University of Wisconsin-Madison where they planned to upload the game, since there were so many users already connected in anticipation of the release. So they put it on a server in a university? It gets better. The network administrator was forced to first increase the number of connections and then kick off all users to make room. (laughs) This university administrator must have been like, this wasn't part of the job. No, I know. <laughs> I thought this was just going to be a way we could give people their exam results. Yeah. <laughs> he was just putting paper in the printer. This sounds like a thing students would do for a laugh at night. <laughs> this doesn't sound like how you release no. a global franchise. No. So when the upload finished 30 minutes later, 10,000 people attempted to download the game at once, crashing the university's network. Brilliant. And they're doing it now in like December. Like when universities are trying to wind down for Christmas. Oh, that's true. That would really... I mean? you know, the poor network administrator who was just thinking, oh, when we had these computers installed. He was probably sitting there going, like, I remember when I was the only one who used these. <laughs> uh, within hours of Doom's release, university networks began banning Doom multiplayer games. The morning after the release, they released a patch in response to complaints of network congestion from administrators who still needed to implement Doom-specific rules to keep their networks from crashing from the load. Immediate financial success for ID, making a profit within a day after release. Oh, that's impressive. Although the company estimated that only 1% of shareware downloaders bought the full game. This was enough to generate initial daily revenue of $100,000. But it does say at the end, by late 1995, Doom was estimated to be installed on more computers worldwide than Microsoft's new operating system. Wow. So Windows 95, according to PC Data, by April 98, Doom's Shareware Edition had yielded 1.36 million units sold and 8.74 million in revenue in the United States. <laughs> so yeah, so like that's why it would have been on my dad's computer. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. What? It was huge, absolutely huge. Oh. I didn't I did enjoy playing yeah. it. Yeah. But maybe it's a good thing my dad deleted it because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't have passed my exams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So that was December 1993. Yeah, great. Um, I enjoyed that. And now... Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm just fascinated by what happened to all of Diana's charities. I want to know who inherited them. <laughs> if you are one of Diana's discarded charities, <laughs> please get in touch. I thought you were going to say someone who got one. <laughs> no, I want to hear from the people the who were dropped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be great. If, yeah, if you were dropped by Diana, let us know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, but Charles can't. Get in touch. No, just... <laughs> We're not interested in hearing from him. <laughs> We've not had a single message from the royal family since we started this podcast, <laughs> which is ridiculous given how much we talk about them. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, you can. TheZenodomeHotmail.com. Uh, you can send us a message on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. And um, you'll enjoy the video for this week's TikTok because we've recorded it in the same room, but we still started a Zoom call just... <laughs> just to film us so what you've got is a zoom call of two people not looking at their screen i can't wait to see how peculiar this looks it looks like two people who don't know how their, t- how their computers work have we just given up it's two people staring into the middle distance and they don't know where the voices are coming from you know how most podcasts now Getting better at the visuals. Yeah. This feels like getting we're getting worse. worse. <laughs> You're right. I was all getting worse. <laughs> oh, we're in Wales. Yeah. We'll just we'll just put desk guard up eventually. Yeah. Um so yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back in the new year. Yes. Oh there we are, so it works. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.